We love lashes and have a passion to see our industry grow and thrive. In our podcast, we will discuss ideas, explore trends, share secrets, debunk myths, and encourage one another. I'm your host, Paul Lubers, and I'm the general manager at Integrity Lash in Pasadena, California. Welcome to LashCast. We are back once again with a vengeance. I'm very excited about our show. As always, I'm surrounded by our amazing Lashinistas, Christina, Erica, and Tusney. How's everyone doing today? Great. Doing good. Awesome. So far, the network hasn't canceled our show, so we're really excited to still be <laughs> here. Network. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> that would be us, right? We'd cancel ourselves. Um, we're plugging along here. Real quick, we actually just went on and did our first ever Instagram Live. And, you know, we didn't announce it, so we, no one knew we were going to do this. But we just thought we'd just go out there on a limb and ask people who'd found us, what are some questions you'd like to see us answering during our podcast? Now, already live, you are DMing us and sending us questions, and we do save those for episodes to talk about, which is great. We're really uh, thankful for you guys doing that. Please keep doing that. But once in a while, I think we're going to do this. We're going to just go online and just give you guys instant feedback or in this case take a question and come back here and talk about it amongst ourselves so we had our first question today was from carly soller 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 carly soller at carly soller so that's c-a-r-l-y-s-a-w-l-e-r go follow her she's a lash professional and uh, basically the question was this what are some tips that you can give us for using B, C, and CC curls. For mixing For mixing, for mixing them. them. How do you mix, how them, do you mix up? them up? Yeah. How do you mix them up? Well, before we can answer this question, mm-hmm. you'd probably do yourself a service if you go and listen to episode number five, yes. where we talk about our technique, uh-huh. and we talk about distinguishing between rows and adding dimension, and we do talk about different curls. So yeah. that would be like the foundation. That's your framework. Yeah, the framework mm-hmm. for answering mixing the curls. So, mm-hmm. And I think, because we kind of chatted about it real quickly, I'm excited to hear your answer, Tessany, because I think my answer might be different, which is fun because there's all kinds of tips and tricks. Okay. Well, my big thing with mixing is it's got to look right dimensionally. Mm -hmm. And what I found is that if you, on the same row of lashes, if they're all the same length and you're mixing the curl, in my opinion, it can look a little funny. So what I like to do is if I'm going to mix the curl, it's going to be row or zone. Mm -hmm. So let's say you've got a client whose lashes grow downward. What she needs is she wants to be able to see those tips. She wants the eye to be looking open as opposed to smaller and narrower. So in order to give her a look where the she can see the tips when she's opening her eyes, we need to give her more of a curl. So that's when we would use a CC or a D curl. But I prefer to use those solidly on the bottom row. The top row is going to be a little bit shorter, for sure, but you can also use a different curl. If she wants to look a little bit more natural, a little bit more authentic, then I would mix a CC on the bottom or a D and a C on the top. But the C has to be close to four millimeters difference in length. Uh, Shorter. Shorter, shorter, that's right. Another way that I will mix curls is by zone. So if somebody is just doing like a C curl all the way across, I will mix some CCs in the very Mm -hmm. outer corner. We call that the Z zone. Just because it's small and it tucks up, if you put too long of a lash on the very outside corners, when the eye closes, they go down. And when they grow out, they'll go down a little bit. So that little curl will pop it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? Yeah, I love to do both of those mm-hmm. as well. And then I also 
really like to do, like if somebody really wants length, but they mm-hmm. also want a lot of pop, mm-hmm. I like to do CC on the inner corner and the top row mm-hmm. and then C on the bottom row. And I feel like this works really well for um, bigger eyes usually, and they usually want a bigger look. And that's when I like to mix those. So when you do a CC on the inner corner mm-hmm. on the top row, what length are you using? Good question. So on the top row, I'm going short. I'm doing like a seven CC, okay, maybe an eight, but usually really short. And, and then, then you do a C on the bottom mm-hmm. row. Yeah, interesting. You know what would be great is if we could put some of those pictures right. of what those look like in the show notes, just to show people what it looks like with that CC on the bottom and the short C on the top, and then the short CC in the inner corner and the C mm-hmm. on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, good question, Miss Soller. Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. girls are a lot more technical than I am. In terms of top roll, I shouldn't say technical, but you guys approach it differently when you mm-hmm. look at it. And I come from a different angle where, for me, I look at their eye and what we're trying to accomplish in the mix. Mm-hmm. And I use a C curl if I'm going to mix it with a CC for somebody who has a lot of space between their eyebrow and their lid, the mm-hmm. lash line. So when they open it, sometimes their lashes curl back and they want to see the pop. So you don't need all the CCs. So the C will give it that extra length, like mm-hmm. at the highlight, you know, at the brow bone or at the, excuse me, the arch or it's a different way to look at it. So it's more of their anatomy for me mm-hmm. and then figuring out where I'll place it in the right. row. So it's kind of taking, I think I take the same thing you guys do. We all do it, but I look at it differently. Mm-hmm. Like I'm different like, perspective. Yeah. Like how is the C lash going to look literally in this spot on her eye when I'm talking to her? So right. you assess it beforehand and then you can place it because like a lot of not a lot there's a certain culture let's say that there's a lot of space like Mm -hmm. I think I have more space my lashes grow down and I have a lot of space between my lid and my eyebrow so you need to fill that space up and that's where my use of the C's come in because they extend out farther Mm -hmm. than you know what I'm saying so we could include a picture of that too Yeah. yeah I think it's also a really good clue if you have a client who likes longer lashes and her lashes can handle it and she keeps coming back and mm-hmm. says, I want them longer, I want them longer, I want them longer. I always like to ask the question, do you feel like you want them longer because you can't see them mm-hmm. when you're looking right. in the mirror? And she'll go, yeah, actually, I feel like that's why I want them longer. And so I'll, I'll go, okay, I'm going to mix some of the CCs in so you get that pop. So when you look in the mirror, you can really see more of your lashes, but I'll still keep her length on the bottom row, that length that she's grown used to and really likes. And then I'll do CC everywhere else. So I'll do top and middle rows and then just keep the bottom for the length. Yeah. And usually that that's kind of a fun look too. I'll just say, correct me, Tustin, if I'm wrong. You've told me that you've had clients who've had like 15s for their lashes, really long. And they say, I, I just don't see them. I need more. And you've gone shorter with CCs. And they're happy. And they mm-hmm. told you they want longer lashes, right. but you've actually gone shorter just with a CC and it you, gives them that same You effect. have to be a detective mm-hmm. and you have to figure out what exactly is their pain point. What is it? Like you said, when they ask for longer, you got to find out why. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will come in and they'll say, I do not want a curly lash, but that's exactly what they need. And you want to find out what is it that you don't want a curly lash? Or, I don't want it to look like this. Well, you know what you can do with that to make that, but you got to find out what it is that they are hoping to achieve. And then you've got to figure out anatomically what's going to go with them. So it's a little bit beyond a map. 
I mean, a map is a great place to start, but it won't answer all the questions about how do I do these different nuances. And, mm-hmm. and that would be something that we could maybe possibly come up with, with a guideline on how to do that. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I would recommend, just like you did in the beginning, is go back to episode five and listen to that episode because it kind of puts that foundation so that we can begin that dialogue with yeah, people. Yeah, we get real nerdy. Yes. <laughs> Awesome. That's a great question. Yeah, it was a good question. One other thing, notice because they mentioned they said mixing curls B, C, and C, C. We actually don't use B curl or J oh, yeah. curl anymore. I, I think when you first started, we did. It's true that we don't have anything that's labeled B or J. However, certain properties of certain lashes can behave in similar ways. I have found that a 10.10, a very finer lash, in a C curl tends to be quite straight. And the longer you have it, the curl tends to relax a little bit more. So those can behave like a B. Some of the other brands of flat lashes will kind of behave in a a more shallow curl. Mm -hmm. So it's true we don't technically stock those, but we do have some that will behave in the same way, right? Great. You know, I just wanted to clarify, you know, share a little bit way we think and how we do things. Um, we've gotten into the L pluses, mm-hmm. something new that we're more excited about in the last right. year. And um, but you know, there's going to be more things coming, more styles, more ideas, and that's part of the fun, right? We want to try new things, see new things, and explore it. So it's kind of neat to see, hear what other people like and what they do. And if you have any other questions regarding that, please feel free to DM us and let us know. Um, okay, so let's move on to our topic for the day. This one's going to be hopefully helpful. Hopefully this will be a little encouraging. I know also maybe something that you're not aware of because we're going to talk about an organization, NALA, which stands for the National Association of Lash Artists. They've been around for a couple years now, and they actually this year, I don't know if they did it last year. I think it was the first year they've done it. They actually are having an award ceremony. That will be done by the time you hear this. Right. Today, the nominees were announced. And one of the things I know as a company for us and I'm going to be honest, when we're working and we're doing our thing, it's so easy to compare yourself to others and get discouraged and to see what other people are doing and go, oh, my gosh, they're killing it. Or, wow, they got this or they got that award or they got. It's so easy to have that envy bug pop up. And what we really want to talk about today is, you know, what are you trying to do here? Why is that bugging you? And what can you do to fight that? Because I don't think any of us got in this business to want to feel envious or feel, or feel jealous like or feel like a loser, right? We did this for other reasons. So, we had a gift to give, and we wanted yeah. to create something special. So I thought we'd talk about a little bit about that envy bug and talk about how we deal with that. And I'll hopefully encouraging you out there to not feel bad about yourself because we're all at different stages of a journey. And just because you weren't maybe nominated this year for NALA or maybe because you weren't nominated for the best lashes in your local area and your city that you work in or you applied for some other things and you were forgotten or ignored, you have to remember these things, there's systems, there's games, there's ways of doing it that where you can better your odds. And we also want to talk about that maybe a little bit. So first off, I just want to talk to see what you guys think, get some of your feedback on a lot of people aren't aware of Nala. So people are still learning who they are, but maybe three years from now, everyone will know them and they're going to be a big deal and everyone's going to be clamoring to get there. But some people will feel horrible about themselves because they weren't nominated or they really wanted to. And we want to see how do you deal with that? How do you guys personally deal with success or perceived success or not making what you wish is success and you know what picks you up every day and gets you keeps you going? Well, maybe we should explain that they just came out with this nominations about yeah. like there are categories for best salon, best uh, artist, manufacturer, best, best trainer, mentor, mentor, educator, best yeah. 
Uh, There's quite a few. There may be 15, yeah. 20 different categories. And they had picked three people that were nominated out of those for three. Each category. The, it's kind of like the Oscars. One person will win at the awards, which is like in a week and a half from now, on May 4th through 6th. And they're going to pick a winner. And obviously, they'll probably get a cool little trophy and some recognition and some excitement and a lot of love from other industry people. But at the same time, a lot of people are going to love them. They're going to be secretly going, mm-hmm don't like you now. Well, it's because, like, you think you work so hard, and you think, wouldn't it be great to have that recognition? I'm doing the best that I can, and how come I didn't get noticed, right? Or Mm -hmm. what am I doing wrong? Like, why am I such a loser, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it that I can do to either up my game or... How can I coach myself from feeling discouraged? So, yeah, on the floor, I have a whole bunch of ideas, but I'm going to let you guys start, and then I will jump in, too, because I know I probably thought about this a little bit more because I see it a lot, and I I spent a lot of my time observing and viewing other people are doing. And I also get to interview and talk to people, and I get to hear that from potential employees. Sometimes their discouragement, they'll share what's your biggest, you know, frustration or like that. And they're going to feel like, well, I just want them here. You know, I haven't really been successful like I had hoped. Or, you know, and you get a certain sense of, like, I'm just not that good, maybe. And sometimes we use these things as a way of making us, you know, kind of like a drug. Like, this makes me feel good if I get nominated or I get recognized. But we can't all win. We can't all be nominated. There's more lash stylists than there are awards. So what can other people do to help deal with that frustration or maybe that feeling? I mean, I think it stems from remembering your why. Like, personally, I'm not like, oh, my God, I'm such a loser. I'm not. It's not in my nature to think like that and so maybe I'm I don't know that's different than other people but I just don't think I see it as something to aspire to like that's kind of yeah. neat that there's this whole new award system or you know for me I got into lashes it was happenstance but I got into lashes and then realized that it's another way I like making people happy so doing lashes for me I make people happy and that's how I measure my own success like if I've satisfied this client then I'm great and you know that as that happens more and more that means I'm getting better and better and then I'm naturally rising to something different and I'm not necessarily competing with any like we're a team of 12 13 14 12 stylists 12 stylists okay there's 12 stylists now and I'm not in competition (laughs) with anybody like I learn things from everybody all the time even the newest girls there I'm oh cool like I, I didn't think about that or whatever so for me personally, it's something really neat to aspire to and help everybody else try to get there. So maybe that's different. I don't know how you feel about it. Or I think it's a great attitude to have, for sure, and that's something that I aspire to. But realistically speaking, I, I just wanted to be an encouragement for those who are feeling like, you know, when you see other people's success, like it's quite easy to measure yourself up and think, that is the measure of success. And I'm not included in that category. Somehow that hurts a little bit. Somehow that makes me feel a little uncomfortable because I aspire to that. I'm not saying that that's my personal feeling. I just know that when you look at Instagram and you see beautiful images and you see Facebook, it's very encouraging and it's wonderful. But there's also a part when you have feelings of, am I good enough? Am I doing everything that I can? Feeling frustrated that maybe your actual reality doesn't match the aspirations that you know you have in your heart. Okay, So one of my favorite quotes of all time is by Ira Glass. He's a writer, and he talks about how no one told him how hard it was going to be as a beginner, that when you're first learning, you got to fight your way through. And 
the thing that got you into the craft that you're doing is this killer taste that you have, right? Mm-hmm. But when you first start out, when you first start making something, it doesn't have that je ne sais quoi, that the thing you know you want it to have. But the thing that got you into the game, your taste is still there. That's why your work disappoints you. Mm-hmm. And what he says is like, you just got to keep going. The only way to get through that is just by doing a body of work and pressing yourself and know that you're going to fight your way through every day. He's a writer. So he says he puts himself on a deadline every day. He's going to write one story or every week. And it's only by completing a body of work that you actually get better and that your aspirations will actually match what you can do. So for those of us who are in process and those who are struggling as we endeavor to improve our work, I want to say, don't take your eyes off the prize. The prize is the why of what you do it, what you do this for. Your actual work isn't going to reflect that in just one day. It takes time. And I want to encourage people to have the right mindset, Mm -hmm. not to get stuck on looking at other people and seeing the life that they represent through Instagram, the body of work, to know that that's not truly that person's reality either. Mm -hmm. It's a showcase. It is a thumbnail. It is the best of And that it's easy when we're feeling down to think everything must be perfect for other people. And here I am having like three no-shows today. I got somebody who asked me for a refund. Somebody just told me that they put their notice in or whatever. You're having a bad day and you look at somebody else and you think, oh my gosh, it's just rainbows and sunshine. Why can't I be like that? That's what I want to speak to, that part that can be discouraged by looking at other people's projections of themselves and thinking, I must be a loser. Not that you actually think that you're a loser, but you're a little bit you, discouraged. You can feel that right? like with emotions. Your emotions don't define you, but they, you do have them. You experience them. And I think the big thing to remember is be patient, especially if you've only been doing this for six months, a year. I didn't even say a couple of years. Yeah. The world does not change that fast. It takes a long time. And some of these people who are nominated, I'm sure have been doing lashes five, six, eight, ten years, and just now maybe getting recognized. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of them have been doing it for a year. I don't know because I don't know all of them. But I know it takes time. There's nothing that's going to happen quick. And I'm going to assure you that, like especially with Nala, a lot of these people who got nominated and the ones who will win have been thinking about this. How could I get nominated? How could I win the game? They've been playing mm-hmm. by the rules. They've been figuring out. They've been looking up the rules and say, okay, this is what I'm going to need to be found. I mean, as a side note for us, there's this thing every year, Pasadena Weekly does the best of for our local area, best lashes, best everything. It's quite now, a common thing. I mean, in every in area. Every city has their local new, struggling newspaper yeah. that does this. It's actually the best selling newspaper ever for every local newspaper. They do this only because they sell a lot of issues and a lot of advertising. And for us, we actually forever... Pessing Weekly would never do a best of for lashes. They always do best brows, best hair, best anything other than lashes. But finally, this last year, after I've been bugging them every year, I'd write them, hey, guys, you know, right now there's like only two brow salons in all Pasadena, but we have like 20 or 30 lash salons. Maybe to show some love to lashes, they finally caved in and did it this last year. So we knew what we had to do. We really wanted to win that. 
But no, it was a popularity contest. It mm-hmm. wasn't because yeah. Pasadena Weekly went out and did some analysis, and they sat there and measured our work, and they measured did their the salon. retention, did yeah. a poll. Yeah. yeah, they just literally say, okay, whoever goes out and gets the most people to vote for you wins. <laughs> so we knew the rules, and guess what? We went out like crazy, promoted. Actually, we foolishly went out and picked up, I think, like 2,000 magazines because yeah. we were going to cut them out and give them out to all of the people that felt it turned out everything was digital and we were just stupid. <laughs> but that said, we had every hope to win. And the reason why we ended up getting that is because we really pushed hard every guest. We gave them, here's the website, here's where you need to go. We emailed them. We had the staff talk about it during the appointment time. And a lot of people got excited. And people went on and voted as the best lash salon. So I know there were other local salons that really felt defeated and mad, but maybe they didn't promote it that hard. Maybe they didn't talk to their people. They just thought people would just naturally pick them. So you got to realize there are rules to every game. And if you want to win, you got to play by those rules. So if Nala's important to you, or whatever, there'll be more. Don't worry, there won't be only one last competition. There have been many others out there, online ones. Find out what the rules are, and then do your best to, to just blow people away. And see this as a challenge to you. If this is an important value to you, then go for it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing to remember about that is that you're going for the long game. So even with that story, it was like three years in the works for yeah. us about contacting the editor, reminding. We even actually, paid for advertising. Years, actually, yeah. yeah, sending gift certificates to their staff. Yeah. I mean, none of that paid off, but we, it was... Well, you could say it did because we did end up winning. So maybe it was... Well, it's not we because we won. It's no. because we, they got the category uh, available. But it was probably because we kept bugging them. And the fact that we did give out gift cards to all the women on staff, and we also bugged them and said, hey, come on in, come on in. We're not cheating. Some people, well, that sounds a little cheat, no. like you're cheating. It's like, no, it's actually good business. You're trying we were just to just trying to create the category, just yeah. so everybody knows that there wasn't a category before. Yeah. It was, right. And even this year that we won, it was best brows and lashes. Yeah, they just threw so, us in with brows. Yeah. Even like a it, wasn't, it was a halfway attempt for them. But it's that long game. Mm-hmm. And you're playing by the rules of a popularity contest, not mm-hmm. you're playing by the rules of how to actually get best lashes. It's a popularity contest. you got to make sure that you recognize there's two separate categories here. And the other thing that I would say about this is that you've got to remember what your why is. You know, are we doing this for the award or the recognition or becoming a lash celebrity? Or are we doing this to help people? So when you're feeling a little bit down, you got to remember, you got to go back to your own roots and you've got to tell yourself the truth, mm-hmm. you know, like tell yourself, what is it that you're doing? What is it that gets you up every day? And you've got to tell yourself, that's what I'm going for. I may not get the accolades now, but this is what matters to me. And this is the focus that I'm focusing on. Okay, so to that, when we started the conversation, I'm like, hey, I aspire to this. Like, looking back at, mm-hmm. like, year one and a half, when I was mm-hmm. like, Tess, like, I don't know what's wrong with my lashes. Like, what is going on? So, like, if I was in that space right now, it would probably yeah. have a different answer because <laughs> yeah. it would be more defeating. Like, it yeah. would be more like, oh, my God, like, why can't I make this work? It's yeah. not working. It's working for her. Yeah. So, yeah, it is a different place to be in. And it's a hard thing to swallow when people are calling back and everybody's retention's four weeks, but yours is only two. Like, they're like, oh, my God, they all fell off. You're like, what am I doing wrong? And it's easy to want to give up. And it's even harder, I'm sure, if you're a sole operator 
and there's nobody to tell you it's okay, Christina. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna get it. Just keep it mm-hmm. up. Like you're not doing poorly. Like remember when you know? So it's, it's nobody's there helping you. Maybe start like a group or something where you can exchange ideas and get some sort of support, even if it's from a local what we call competitor. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something mm-hmm. to think about. Or even now, the nice thing about the last groups online, you can create friends there. Or mm-hmm. if you go to a last mm-hmm. conference, you'll meet some people all over the country. Maybe you know what you feel like I can't be friends with the person down the street from me because they're my competitor. Well, the good news about going to these conferences is that you will meet people from all over the country. So these people are not your competitors. And you can connect with them, get to know them, and say, hey, could it be okay if we once in a while talk over the phone just or FaceTime each other? I know right now that I talk to probably about four or five other salon owners or people who are doing what we do who run lash salons. And some of them have reached out to me. In fact, all of them at some point reached out to me and connected to me. And I just check in with them once in a while. Say, how are you doing? What struggles are you going with? And some of them are team-based cultures like we are. And some are just regular salons, just doing seeing operators, trying to figure this one gal is trying to think, am I ever going to expand? And she decided to go ahead and expand. So there's a lot of those type of things where you can connect with people. And that's maybe one of the benefits of going to the last conference. So you can get outside mm-hmm. your little bubble mm-hmm. and make some new friends and right. create that community. You were talking about your competition, maybe even somebody down the street. I want to encourage people to think that to even have a different way of looking at the person that you're quote-unquote competing with down the street, it doesn't have to be a competitor. Yeah, you both do lashes, but you've got to find out what makes you unique. What is it that you're super amazing at that nobody else can do? You know, if you are one of those people that can do lashes super fast, maybe that's your hook. I do amazing lashes super fast. The gal down the street takes a little bit longer. You don't have to necessarily be enemies, but it's just finding out to create your niche. Don't judge yourself by what other people are doing. You have to judge yourself by your own why. Mm-hmm. and your own skill set. Yeah, don't be defined by your competition. If yeah. you allow them to define it, I think you're going to find yourself feeling discouraged You're and always going to feel time. bummed out because that, that's not who you are. There are unique things about every individual lash stylist. you got to figure out what those are. Ask your clients, why is it that you come to see me? Talk to other people that you work with that know you. Get their feedback on what it is that makes you unique. I'm sure you have clues about that, but flesh that out a little bit more. Double down on your strengths. I mean, there's always a push to, you know, be better at our weaknesses, and for sure we need to, but you're going to get more bang for your buck by doubling down on your strengths and the things that you're good at, because no one else is going to be able to do those things the way you can. Mm -hmm. I mean, like for math, for me, I'm not so good at math. I'm not going to double down and really try to be a mathematician because somebody else can do it way better, right? You hire someone out for the stuff that you can't do. I mean, if yeah. your thing is like you're, you realize, no, as a technician, I'm pretty good, but I'm not amazing, and I seem to be lacking that skill to be amazing. But, man, I'm one of the most people persons you'll ever meet. Like, when you meet me, people meet me, they fall in love with me because I am just so personable. I'm so – I remember things. I love people. I am just connect with people on this real deep level, and uh, maybe you're a really encourager, a great encourager. Yeah. You know, Make that your focus. You'll be the most encouraging lash stylist in all of your region, wherever you're at. Well, maybe someone else down the street's a little faster. Maybe they get a little fuller, have better fans, whatever they do. Your thing is, man, but people feel loved when they see you. People connect. People or, or, will or pay maybe, for that. I have heard, uh, I can't remember the name of the person. She was also learning how to be a life coach as a lash stylist. And that helped her business because of the way that she could connect and inspire and encourage her clients to achieve the things that they want in life. That could be your thing. Yeah. 
Another thing that we thought about when we were talking about this earlier, Tusty and I, was that most clients, by the way, don't know what these awards are. And I know we can get caught up in awards and want to be seen on you know, our Instagram feeds with us receiving awards, or maybe we want to be able to post on our website that I received these awards. But the truth is this, very few clients ever call us going, hey, I saw you won an award, and I want to come into you because of that. It's very rare. We've gotten a lot. We've gotten in LA Magazine, and, and we've been recognized by Vanity Fair and other places, but very rarely do people call us for mm -hmm. those reasons. The main reasons why people call us is because of referrals and Yelp. Mm -hmm. That's probably 98% mm -hmm. of all the people that come in their salon is because referral and Yelp. And maybe social media is obviously with Instagram, people are finding more people through that. But those are really the ways that people find you. Now, the awards are a nice affirmation where I'm sure our clients come in and see certain awards we've won, and that affirms our decision. And, and don't get me wrong, it's not that you can't benefit from yeah. having won awards because you can put that on your website, and those are bragging rights. Those are things to, it's like a third-party affirmation that you are who you say you are, and you're going to give a good service. But it's not something that people, it, it generally driving force into the salon. I do think, though, it is nice when, I mean, a couple of those awards are up, and when somebody recognizes something, they're like, oh, I came to this place. It's not mm -hmm. something that's in the forefront of their head, but when they're leaving, it's yeah. with them as they exit. Oh, it's like, a, yeah, it's like, wow, I really did make a good choice mm -hmm. by going here, you know? Yeah, it's, it's affirmation. Like an affirmation. It's yeah. not like a confirmation you should go there, but it is once you leave. Yeah. I think it has meaning when you walk out the door. It may solidify their decision to stay there. Yeah. Or here's the thing. If they have a bad experience, which, you know, God forbid that's going to happen, but... They're going to be, but they won all these awards. Maybe I missed something. Or maybe it was. It's going to make them put yeah. a little bit in doubt. Like, you guys are amazing. I see all your reviews. I hear all the great things about you. But my experience wasn't that great. Mm -hmm. Maybe it'll give you a second chance. So the awards have benefits. I want to downplay and say, I don't care about awards. They're not important. But don't let awards define you. And also realize that most of the clients are not coming to you right. because they saw some award posts online with you holding a trophy. It can definitely help you. And I think that we should aspire to that. But don't get discouraged while you're in process with that. Because the real caveat or the real encouragement is to do great work. Because by doing great work and holding yourself to the highest level of expertise and expectations is going to refine your character and refine your abilities in ways that actually translate to being able to retain clients more than an award would. So it's good to pursue them and having the accolades from those awards are wonderful. But the real unsexy benefit is that by doing excellent work, you're sharpening yourself, which is going to guarantee more people to come in. Just remember that. We once were at a strategies conference called Team Based Pay Conference, and we were there our first time three years ago. Christine went last two years, Erica went with us last year, but this is the first time we went. And we weren't nominated for anything. And Tusney and I were, we were struggling. We were having some self-doubts because you're in this room and all these other people are nominated for these awards. We were not. We were just having to be there. But at the same time, there's this longing, man, it'd been so cool to get nominated, to be part of the, the party afterwards where everyone's going up and step and repeat and get their pictures taken with their coaches. And it's kind of, it's a very small little group, but you still want to be one of the cool kids. And so Tusney and I were feeling a little insecure and we shared with one of the people there that worked for Strategies. And we said, well, we could, you know, cut some corners. Maybe we should try to shave off our time. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should, should do, do faster really, appointments. Because that's what most people are doing. Maybe we should do it. You know, to compete with our competitors, just be as fast as them. Because some people are having, you know, scenes made because we take too long. Maybe we're losing some wow factor there. or We're just too slow in their minds. But her response to us was just do great work. Do good work. And then do good work. And I was like, well, and she goes, no, 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 no. Do good work. 
never ever do anything other than doing good work because if you do that's that downward spiral because you're beginning to compromise to gain something else and so for i think a lot of people sometimes with nominations if you get too caught up with the awards you're going to try to change your dynamic or how you work as a company just so you can get recognized i believe and i tell our staff this do great work and the money will follow Mm -hmm. focus on doing the good work or doing the great work and then the accolades and those other things may or may not but at least you feel good about yourself that you've kept your integrity you haven't compromised your principles and that you're doing something that your clients care about and that ultimately is the one who pays your bills by the way not the awards i don't think nala is giving out a million dollars to the winner yet mm-hmm. maybe they want to one day and that'll be great and then you can retire after you win the award but until then it's an award and it's nice and it's fun and it's exciting it's but affirming. it's not going to pay your bills mm-hmm. like your clients will some people though who do set out to find awards and do things i mean it's probably important like maybe null is not what you're going to be awarded in ever because like when we were reading over the guidelines we might not be chosen because we do things so differently yeah so it's important to find awards or to go after awards that you believe in that are like along the same standards of what you have and so like if you're like hey i'm gonna do lash wars make sure that Mm -hmm. those things align with your own values so you're not compromising Mm -hmm. anything and then you have like a real goal to get to like you said you know i was in strategies you were part of the crowd already yeah so you're like oh i know what i need to do to get there and you work diligently and we got there like i mean you didn't mention how many awards you got well, yeah, well, then we, well, we've been nominated three times. We won once so far. Right. And, you know, God willing, we'll be nominated again this year. And that's only in yeah. three years. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody is looking for something, like, look for awards that mean something to you because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the client base. Like, sometimes it's just, like, for that self-affirmation. Like, I just want to know that I can be recognized in this community, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's really great. important to know what the nomination requirements are because, like you said, if, it's, if it doesn't fall into your values, I mean, we do lashes quite differently. Mm-hmm. So we already know we may not be a big favorite because some of the things that we do with bonding the full extension to the lash all the way from the base, all the way to the Dirty tip. Dirty pads. Yeah. And there's things that we do that are just different. Yeah, and some people are going to see that and go, well, that's not really our value. And I get it. That's fine. Find your tribe. Find your group. Mm-hmm. Find your organization that you get really excited to. And by the way, don't limit yourself if you are thinking about awards. And that's something that you really want to add to your tool belt. It's something that you validates your company and helps you as a marketing tool. Then there are other awards out there than just NALA, Lash Wars, and these other associations, Legal Lash Masters. There's a lot of these things out there, but there's some really great ones that are not even lash-related. We have a friend of ours, Claudia, if she's listening. We'll do a shout-out to you out there up in Santa, um, Santa Barbara. Barbara Aqua, Salon. Aqua, Aqua Salon. She's really good at getting business awards and getting her name out there that way. So she's won some like business women uh, awards. She's gotten some things That's for local awesome. stuff. So she's thinking bigger than just lashes. Sometimes we get caught up, I think, in our little lash world and think that's all that matters. But if you win, you know, in, in Santa Barbara, which is a small community award, saying you're one of the best run business by a woman, guess what? A lot of women are going to like that Absolutely. and want to come and support you. Because there's, you know, we need, we need to stick together. Well, like, I'm not, I guess I can't say it. I'm not a woman. But anyhow, it's just exciting an for people. I'm an honorary woman. I'm an honorary woman. Thank you. <laughs> but it's kind of neat. So you can begin to look for other opportunities in other categories. I know that's some of the testing that I have started thinking about. Like, we should, you know, start looking at other places. Mm-hmm. There are other national awards out there for great small businesses, for places run by, especially women, this mm-hmm. is being this is a, a mostly women-ran industry. It's a really good chance for you to apply for those things. And sometimes you get grants. There's other things that you can find or like training. Small women-owned business yeah. or a small business, you know, things yeah, like things that. like that. Or like Salon Today, the top mm-hmm. 200, which we about five years ago first found out about, and we knew there was no way we 
could win anything because our salon at that time, we had no idea what we were doing. It was a mess. But we thought about applying for it, and we waited. Um, three years ago was our first time we did it. And we knew that this would be a great validation for our company in the beauty world because mm -hmm. we wanted to eventually be able to talk at trade shows and stuff like that. But we needed some street cred. Like, you just can't show up and say, hey, I should be teaching at these shows. Yeah. We knew that getting there needed some recognition. So Salon Today, which is, I would encourage all of you people out there who are lash stylists, look at Salon Today, top 200 salons. Look it up. You're going to learn a lot. They're going to give you a lot of tips that you can learn from other salons, what they do for their best practices. But you will also find, hopefully, inspiration and hopefully you'll enter it yourself. There's only been two lash salons ever chosen as a top 200 salon in North America. Us and a salon back in New Jersey, which I can't remember their name right now. But great little salon. If you look them up, they were three years ago. They had were one for growth. We've been very fortunate. For three years in a row, we've won. But it's only because we really done a lot of work to make sure we could basically applies because it's all these essays it's 11 essays you write out for many best practices and you have to have best practices you can't just make things up you actually have to you know write about what you know well it would be good if you're interested you've got some time because the deadlines are in august uh, i think it's like yeah, it's September. coming up in a few months yeah so what you're going to want to do is get a current issue of the top 200 salon today it's digital so you can find it online yeah, and you're going to read through it, and you're going to f look at the different categories and read the articles about the different salons and the things that they do. And hopefully that will get your juices flowing to think about what can you do, because what you're going to be doing through this is crafting your own policies. You're going to be crafting your own systems, systems yeah. for client retention and growth. You may have never thought about that before, but this would be a great exercise and a framework that you can start to use that muscle for yourself. And don't be discouraged if you don't get it the first time. It will help you plan out for what you want to do for the entire year. And writing the essay is like you're owning it, you're verbalizing it, it's becoming part of who you are. It will help you as a leader to the rest of your team or even how you engage your clientele to be more of the business that you want it to be. So I would encourage everybody to do that mm -hmm. now. I would love to see more lash salons in the top 200. It'd be Absolutely. so cool. Cut to two years from now and 40 lash salons got included. Right now, there's not a lot. And I think it's tough because most lash salons are single operators. But for those of you who have a little bit more, you're going to probably have to be more than a single operator because single operator, you're not going to be basically making... Uh, the but type you know of revenue what? streams are leave, but also what they're looking for are systems. And usually, when you're a single operator, you don't have a lot of systems in place. You usually start getting systems, and when you have employees and you have staff, because you have to figure out how we all work together. It's still valuable to go, even as a single practitioner. It will help you. Think oh, you'll about learn a lot. You'll learn a for lot for sure. But I think it'll be tough to get included yeah, as do. a single I practitioner. I think too that everything that you guys are saying, it's important. Like Paul and I, we've talked about this recently. Like you, as an owner, I'm just I am an employee, but as an owner you get caught up in the day-to-day -day business and sometimes you forget, not that Paul forgot, but there was a conversation <laughs> that we care. had in yeah. general. Sometimes you forget what your big goal is and you're just trying to work and get through the weeds of daily life mm -hmm. and you don't know why you're going or where you're going. So yeah. if you take the time and you look at these awards, like it's an opportunity instead of feeling discouraged to stop and be like, wait, is this really important to me? Is this a value for my company? Mm -hmm. Or what is the values? And then write that down and have, like, we do goal boards. Like, maybe have a vision board for your business or, mm -hmm. like, have that vision and know that's what you're working towards and what are the steps you need to get there. Like, make real tangible goals. That's probably a better idea than maybe feeling bad about not being nominated for something that 
maybe you didn't even know existed a couple of days ago. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for us, uh, I wrote at the beginning of the year my goals, and I actually have it pop up every Monday to remind me what my goals are. I have a tool called um, Wunderlist, or it looks like Wonderlist, and it just basically has a weekly reminders for things, job duties. And on that, I've listed on here some of my goals so that I remember to keep the main thing the main thing. One of them we wanted to do is start our training program. And we're on track to get that going by the end of the year. We also want to teach in Vegas, and which we are now doing. We had done some Woo-hoo. groundwork to get us there, and we're going to be teaching at the IBS IECSC show. And come we're really excited us. about that. Yeah, come visit us. It's very exciting. So that was another goal that I wrote before the year started. Maintain podcast for one year. Woo-woo. That was another one because we started this last October in 2017. It didn't actually get aired until January because of all sorts of technical problems that we had. But it finally got going. But you know, like most people, start things and then they stop. That's by far 98% of us. We, we have all these good intentions, and we start stuff, and then we let it stop. And for me, it's like I am not going to stop. I, I don't care if I'm the only one in here <laughs> recording. I'll be doing a podcast if it kills me because I'm not going to start something and then let it die. And that happens where I see that on blogs probably especially. You see someone like, hey, hello, world. My first day writing my beauty blog. Can't wait to be doing this. And then six months go by, and there's not a follow-up post. You're like, what happened? They didn't think it through. So you got to make these plans and these expectations for yourself and say, I am going to do this. I'm going to stick by this and do it. And when you put it out there... And remind yourself, let's just say we forgot about the Vegas thing. We got so busy with the day-to-day operations that I went, oh, my gosh, I didn't do our application. We didn't really contact anyone. I need to get back on that and do that. And by having these weekly reminders, I don't have, like, 18 things because mm-hmm. that's too many. You're not going to get 18 things done in a year. So you got to have kind of, like, four or five things that are important to you. So, yeah, if winning awards and going to these shows or getting NALA, let's say, next year is really important to you, yeah. Put some goals out there. Yeah. Learn what the rules are and start doing things that will help get you there. Get to know Nala. Probably one of the things, join Nala. Right. You know, it's like get the included into the club. Start meeting people. Mm-hmm. When you go to you know, one of these conferences and you saw someone that was at Nala, look up. The, you'll see who the speakers are. You'll see who the nominees are. Reach out to them. Friend them. Mm-hmm. And then maybe at the next conference, go up and say, hi, it's so good to see you. Congratulations. Welcome them. And, you know, maybe, you know, ask them, how did you do it? What did you do? I know sometimes people at this point are like, oh, I don't want to tell you my dark secrets because I, I don't want any more competition. But I think you'll be surprised more times than that. People are generous and kind. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, I just did this, and this is how we right. did it, and da-da-da-da. So right. share information. Be generous. Um, so we're talking about you know the things that you can do to raise your profile if getting you know recognition is important to you. So one of the things you can also do is, you mentioned it a little bit just briefly, you're looking for opportunities to serve, to meet other people's needs. So what you can do if you don't want to do it on like the last stage, like by, you know, going to other vendors and introducing yourselves, you can also do it locally. You can, you know, go to a chamber of commerce meeting. You can volunteer to maybe stay late, uh, help clean up, that kind of stuff. You want to, to network with some of these people that can help, you know, give you more more time or more platform in, in sharing it at a meeting about who you are. Another thing that you can do is like the PBA or any beauty associations that you belong to or, or aspire to. So how is there anything that I can do in my community to, mm-hmm. you know, a volunteer? You, what you're trying to do is you're trying to network with other people. You're trying to get your name out there. Yeah. And you're trying to raise your profile so you hopefully can be, you know, have more influence in your market and have a successful business that continues to grow. Mm-hmm. I know for us, you know, the PBA is a great resource. If not, 
following them, the Professional Beauty Association, you should. You should join them. They have great resources. Also, they host the ISSE or ICE in Long Beach, and they are the ones behind Naha. Naha. Like Nala, the you know where they got Nala from. Uh, North Naha. American Hairdresser Awards. Yeah. It's like the uh, Oscar. It's an Oscar for... for hair. It's a big deal. It's in Vegas this coming July. It'll be actually coming back to Long Beach, which is really cool. It's going to be in our backyard starting in uh, January of next year. What? I just want to do a little shout out. If you guys like people watching, the best people watching in the entire world is yeah. watching the, the attendees show. that are coming into the Naha show. It's at Mandalay Bay. And if you park yourself right there, right, you know, before when everyone's walking in, I mean, you see just that, the yeah. amazing outfits and outrageous hair and like, Costumes, oh my gosh, it's fabulous. Anyway, it's a little side note. Yeah, and that's in July. <laughs> Naha's in July at the Cosmoprof show out there in Vegas at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. Anyhow, um, but yeah, basically the idea is to get yourself out there. If you want to build your profile, do other things like, you know, volunteering for PBA, getting so people get to know you that way. Your name will get recognized. I know that if you want to be on the board of directors one day, you're not going to get voted on to be on the board of directors not doing anything. Like everyone that got won last year to be on the board of directors had already been volunteering for years in the PBA and have been helping out in all these different ways. And, of course, people know who they are. So guess what? When the popularity contest happens, they know who you are, they think well of you, and they vote for you. Versus if you just think out of the blue, no one knows who, who I am, but I'm the best and I deserve to win. And guess what? You're not going to win because you haven't done the, the groundwork to get you there. Yeah. So there's a couple of things coming up. There's a Hollywood Lash Convention. and Conference. Conference. Hollywood Lash Conference. And that's a great opportunity to kind of rub shoulders with some of the who's who in the lash world. See if you can network, do anything to help them with getting that convention going. Uh, another thing they do, uh, Louise has a class on how to win awards, yeah. that kind of thing. So it's think, just there, yeah, there's, a, there's a little confer- a little class there. But, you know, for the opportunities that are around you, look to see what you can do to get involved. One more thing that I wanted to bring up that just so you know, the one thing Christina kind of began to get on this, and I want to make sure that we hit this because it's more of a warning about Sometimes we get caught up in trying to win awards or get recognized or even our Instagram. Like, we're all about the Instagram. I just want lots of followers because I just want to, you know, be a last celebrity, let's say. But there's a, there can be a price to that. And that price can be that you become so obsessed with this goal that you forget the main reason why you got involved in this. Like, Christina and Tustin both talked about the why. If you got into this because you really want to make women, empower women, and make them feel beautiful, then you becoming a last celebrity or a big Instagram famous person isn't really going to achieve that. You're just getting popular and and kind of like being the popular kid around school. But you're not giving people real value. In fact, what's really dangerous, especially if you have a salon and you have employees and you're working and you're always worrying about traveling around the world and speaking at conferences and that's their goal and you just want to do that, well, then maybe you shouldn't be running a salon because your Mm -hmm. team needs you. It's not to say that it can't be done, but it's really hard to have two focuses, foci, I think that's the the word, but it's really hard for you to keep your eye on two targets. So everything that we've been talking about are things that you can do to raise your profile and to get yourself noticed and to be networked. Those are the things that are achieving the goal of being more popular, right? Mm -hmm. But that being more popular doesn't translate into being a better technician. They're two different things. So what we're saying is there's just a warning. If being a lash celebrity is your goal, and it's a good goal, 
you've got to make sure that you're not taking your eye off the other ball. And that is really like being a person who can deliver excellent service or run the salon well. Team. It's tough to be traveling it, six months out of the year and you're not around for your team and they're like just kind of on their own. And you, you shouldn't be surprised if you come back and they're not there one day right. because you're out traveling, trying to be a last celebrity, which is fine. If that's your goal and that's what you're good at, maybe you're just really good at public speaking or you're good at training. Well, maybe you should shift your thing or just say, look, I'm building this, but at some point I'm going to hand off the salon to my team and then I'm going to go on and do this. It's, I think it's really tough to do both. Some people can. I, I More yeah. kudos to them if they're able to somehow balance those two things and do them well. But at the same time, don't get so tempted with one the popular kid that you may lose your team and your salon in the process. Well, your focus changes. Yeah. The why changes. And the, those are who are coming to see you for that amazing culture that you run in your salon on the clients that are coming for those amazing, long-lasting lashes, you're not answering those needs for them. And so there's a price. you just got to think about it. Be mindful of yeah. the choices that you're making. I mean, just go back to your why. Make sure you know what that is and what motivates you and try to fulfill that, not the why. I mean, if your why really is one day, well, I just want to be the most popular person in lashes that, and I can train around the world, then you need to line your, make your choices to get there. But if yours is more about, well, I just want to do great lashes and be a great technician and have a great team and build a salon, that's a different path. And the two of those may require different requirements of you. Right. Another thing, too, just as a heads up, only because I've seen this a thousand, or I've talked to our coaching company we work with, Strategies, they hear all the sob stories. They hear all the insanity that goes behind closed doors because every salon has it. There's no perfect salon. There's no perfect people. I, I think Daryl, our coach who we work with, once I said, is there ever a time where everything's going to be good and everything's just works? He goes, yeah, that day is when you're dead because <laughs> you... You will have no problems at that point. But as long as you're alive, there's going to be problems. People are bumpy. We're messy. You know, unintentionally, a lot of times, hurt each other. Things, bad things happen. But that said, he says, you know, don't get deceived when you go to these trade shows. And this is more in the beauty world, like serious business. And you go to, or you go to IBS show, and you see someone talking up there. And they're looking so cool, so collected. He says, I can assure you, they're the ones who call us on, uh, after the show's over. Say, oh, my gosh, my salon's a total disaster. How can you help me run my salon better? Or, or we're upside down down we haven't made a profit in two years and i'm about to go out of business that's the stories that they hear all the time and so don't get too discouraged not that i'm gonna say that everyone's doing horrible i, I think there are people out there they're speaking or doing amazing stuff at home but remember they have to fight too they have to fight for what they want they have to struggle they're just like you and some people are maybe a little better at certain things or presenting themselves well i mean they look really professional they looked all put together but i can assure you that they're in the back rooms dealing with their struggles and their fights and their wars and their dragons they're trying to slay and they're just like you they're maybe they're just a little better at showing that they don't have those problems some people just have a natural knack for looking great and collected well it's kind of what we we're talking about earlier it's like instagram it's like the best of everything looks like a catalog everything looks fantastic and you look at that and you think you know, I'm a loser, but don't be fooled. Remember that real life happens to them too. They're just not showing it. You're selective about what you want other people to see and other people to think of you. So I guess the encouragement is that, you know, focus on the real stuff and remember that the thing that you're wishing for, like, you know, to be a super successful lash celebrity, in some ways, if you pursue that all the way, you could be hoping for something that could be the undoing of your business if you take your eye off the ball of doing good work and building that team and that culture. Yeah, so 
Any other input? Or I think we are That's almost great. all done. Yes, we dealt with that issue. So anyway, hopefully this was a little encouraging for you guys. I mean, truth is, there was a lash stylist that wanted to contact us, and she knew a friend of ours. And she told her, like, oh, I just have these questions. I'd really love to get some help. She'd say, oh, yeah, you should just call or email them. They'll help you out. She goes, oh, no, no, they're so put together. They're like the perfect salon. I could never do it. I'd be too nervous to talk to them. And she was like, you have no idea. She's <laughs> like, talking about us. Yeah, yeah. she's talking about, she goes, yeah, she goes, they, trust me, they have their struggles. They're not the perfect salon, and they'd be more than glad to talk to you and encourage you. And sadly, she never called. But that's why we're doing this, yeah. because we really want to create this tribe. And if you find this interesting, what we're trying to do is create a place where you can get encouragement. Safe. Safe, yeah. where you can say, you know what, I missed the mark. Can we talk about how we can do better? You know, that's like the desire of all of our hearts. And by creating this tribe, please connect with us. We want to know how we can help you, how we can encourage you. What are some of the things that we can talk about that are really going to be useful to you? Mm-hmm. So you can get in touch with us on Instagram. Yeah. You're the one that's in it's charge a, of this. Yeah, it's in the to... show notes. Okay. Let's transition into that. Right. After I do a couple of plugs, okay. we didn't do it in the last one, but I want to do it on this one. We want to really plug the Lashpreneur, Tara Walsh. She is a great person who does amazing work in helping other lash salons. So if you're a salon that's struggling a little bit about with your business or your marketing, she's actually someone that you can bring on board and get some help. She has group coaching as well as marketing coaching. And everything I've seen has been top-notch. And there's a lot of people who have benefited from her. And she's very reasonable in her pricing. And I strongly encourage you to go check her out, The Lashpreneur. You can find her on Instagram. As we just type in The Lashpreneur, which is like Entrepreneur with Lashes. You type that in, she'll pop up right in the top. Another person we want to promote is Lash Boss Radio. Did I say boss? Like no, no, H. you said it right. I said it right. I always mess that one up. Lash boss That's Radio. Shelby over there. She's a, a friend of ours doing the same thing we're doing, but she's been interviewing people in our industry. So she's definitely someone to check out, support her. And lastly, we want to let everyone know that we are, I believe this will probably be the last episode just before we're at IBS, I-E-C-S-E. But if not, if this is after the fact, I'm sorry you missed it. But we will be at the trade show. We're going to be teaching a couple classes. Come go online. Check it out. It's I, We're also going to be on the floor with our first ever booth. And we're going to be just there doing some demos and talking about how we do lashes. And I think we're going to have Erica and Christina or Tusney. I think we're going to be doing some demos on the floor, too. And then Christina and Tusney and Erica will be teaching classes. So definitely want to come and check that out at the show. Um, we'd love to continue this discussion online via social media. Please Please follow us on Instagram at Integrity Lash, where you can see what our salon is up to. You can also follow our Lash professional account, LashCast Podcast, and that's our Instagram account that's focused on sharing tips and insights on the lash industry and just basically how we run our lash salon. It's more behind the scenes. This is where we'll post information about our podcast too, which I think I say this every time, but we will get better at this as we get more into this. I just probably need to hire a full-time assistant to do our posting for us. But that said, lastly, we love to hear from you and we have set up a Twitter account also that's at Integrity Lash. You can go there, post your questions or more likely where most of you go is just go to our integrity accounts on Instagram and you can post your questions there and we will submit those for future podcasts right here. I want to ask you, I should say, to recommend our podcast to your friends and colleagues. Please look up our LashCast podcast page on Instagram and just repost that. You know, let everyone know. We really would love to be able to help as many people as possible. We've been getting a lot of great feedback from people saying how much this has encouraged them, helped them with their business, helped them be better stylists, and 
the only way we're going to get the word out is if you guys go out there and like repost, tag, and find any way you can let your friends know about this. And so please do that. We really, really appreciate. We're really doing this because we love this industry and we want to see it continue to grow. So on behalf of our engineer, Nick Coffey, my last experts, Christina, Erica, and Tessany, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your day today to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. <laughs>